and welcome to episode 22 of Friends of the Show. I am your host, Stephen W. Skinner. This is a podcast where I get to know some of the funniest and most interesting folks on Twitter. They're the friends of the show. This week's friend is Brian Russell at The Underfold on Twitter. Brian is the creator of The Underfold, a very fun and cool webcomic that has had several iterations. Brian talks about how it all came to be, and we have a swell chat about some nice tweets. Friends of the Show, episode 22, with At The Underfold. Right here, right now. Sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. Jake from Adventure Time. Adventure Time. Thank you very much, Brian, for giving us that quote. Today's guest is Brian Russell at The Underfold. Welcome, Brian. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Oh, yeah. So, big Adventure Time fan? <laughs> I was for a while. I haven't been able to keep up. Uh, you know, having three kids means uh, negating a couple TV shows every now and then. <laughs> but having three kids, maybe you can catch up later when they get into Adventure Time. That's right, exactly. You just keep those in your back pocket. Yeah, Adventure Time, they have uh they're quite prolific, right? Lots of episodes. They do. They have quite a they have quite a few. And I started late into it too cuz I believe yeah, yeah, I just I just missed out on the beginning of it. So I I started trying to catch up and it just feels it feels a little daunting, but it is it's pretty great though. I really like it. Yeah, it's great to have that to always fall back on <laughs> until you eventually catch up. Exactly. Okay, well, uh, just for our listeners, Brian is a talented artist and a funny person. He has created the Underfold uh, webcomic that has been over several iterations uh, through its time online. The latest version launched in January 2016, and it follows Brian through his life raising a family. Theunderfold.com is the website where everyone can go check that out. Definitely do that. Uh, And check out your Patreon, right, to support the arts. Love it. Yes, please. Yes. So how's that Patreon thing going? Pretty good? Patreon's going pretty good, yeah. Um, we, uh, I've got quite a few people there uh, now, and uh, it's, been, it's been really encouraging. I, I think Patreon's one of those things that when it works, it's, it's kind of it's like magic. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, like, you're like, oh, people like what I do enough to throw money at me. That's, that, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's got to feel so, good and help to support you, obviously, in your time. Definitely. Uh, and all the effort that it goes that goes into it, you know. It's not drawn itself here, people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and it is, you know, like if you're doing something where it's out every week or, uh, you know, some, something that's a weekly um, consistent art, you know, you got to put it out. You got to do the work. You can't take a week off. That's right. Three times a week for me. Whoa, three times a week. Is that part of your Patreon pledge? Like, did you start off as one and then you hit it, hit some goals? I started off as two and um, I hit a goal to get to three. Okay. That's pretty good. You hit a goal <laughs> though, right? That's got to be. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it's was, sure it was pretty exciting. Yeah. So now three a week. Oh, that's that's a lot. That seems like a lot. It, you know, I have uh, I, I've figured out a rough schedule for myself. So it doesn't feel as daunting now as it did. <laughs> right. At yeah. first it was kind of one of those, like I said, it as a pretty high or what felt like a high goal at the time. 
that's kind of like, well, if I hit it, then, you know, <laughs> well, at least I'm making money <laughs> yeah. while I'm doing it. And then I hit it and it was like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to find this time? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, but now you've built it into your schedule. You've found the time. You've moved things around. Staying up Definitely. later, getting up earlier. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, fit it in. Glad that uh, you're making it work and glad to see that here that you're uh, still churning them out three times a week. Wow, three times a week. I guess it's sort of like those old newspaper ones. They were, those were syndicated, right? Five times a week. That's, yeah, sometimes seven, right? I mean, Oof. they had the Sunday strips and they printed on Saturday too. Back in the day. Yeah. So, but you can put it out whenever you want because we're in the age of the internet. I really could. I feel like if I could, I like having the buffer, so it's nice to kind of be able to work ahead a little bit, but there's definitely parts of me that see the benefit of, you know, just posting all the time. I mean, it's very similar to Twitter. The uh, attention span of the internet is very short. Oh, yeah, you got to get at that uh, the day <laughs> joke, the day of, or even like the minute of. You got to be the first one out there with your hot right. take on uh, the local news, which is never good these days. <laughs> That's very true. Good grief. Yeah, I try to keep this podcast pretty politics-free, but it's starting to seep in just because it's really bad. Really bad. I feel like, you know, I mean, I yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can agree that it's <laughs> really it bad. I'm bit, in but. Canada, and it's bad. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even down there. And it's it's bad. It's like for what it's worth, there should not be a political stance to not be a racist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is the latest just, thing let's that just we're put that out there. Now. We got Nazis. They're out. They're proud, and they should not be. So that's right. I am taking a public stance here, <laughs> going on record. Nazis right. are bad. Nazi is bad. I condemn those uh, those people. So now that we've gotten the podcast off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, there's another thing I want to mention that you do. You're, you have a new podcast about D&D, is it? Awful Good Crew? We do. It's called Awful Good, and um, it's me and a couple of my friends, uh, and we are playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons, and it's a, it's a live play, so people can just kind of jump in and follow along with us as we uh, go on our adventures, and uh, it's uh, it's been pretty fun so far. That's very I had, cool. Uh, I had never... I work in the internet realm and podcasting is like the one thing that I had never broached. And so it's been an interesting adventure <laughs> to figure out how it all works. Yeah. Learning so. a lot of great lessons, I'm sure. Getting, uh, yeah. finding out which mic works for you, turning right. down the bass in your voice to get that deep, deep bassy sound. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do, right? To get that's the ladies. what I oh, do. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. So you've just launched. So My wife right from the other room is like, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> so you guys are pretty new. Um, how many episodes have you done now? Uh, we are up to um, four published and we have two more that I am in the process of editing. Ah, nice. You got that. The cycle, the the flow going you built it we're in just a little we're just a little bit ahead <laughs> oh that's good um as you know this podcast runs ahead so, so your episode will come out several weeks from now everybody will be like why are they talking hopefully everyone will be like why uh, are they talking about nazis yeah hopefully. that's the hope that'll, uh, that'll have been cleared up by then in the let's, future let's, six all, weeks let's the future. all just hope that that goes away by this by this point oh that would be great all right well so shout out to awful good uh the awful good crew on twitter at awful good crew uh, and if you're into the Dungeons & Dragons lifestyle, definitely go check that out. I myself have never played, but it seems like fun. I hadn't played until we started playing, actually. Oh, really? This so is, you're uh, new this to is it one too. of my first times going through it, so it's been, it's been really fun. 
So you're learning all about podcasting. You're learning about D&D. Learning <laughs> about Patreon subscribers and That's their right. impact on your schedule. Wow. Just getting in there. Might as well. Just dump in two feet. Uh, definitely. All right. Well, I guess that catches everyone up. So now let's get into your story. I um, sort of combined the two stories that you uh, wanted to tell. So into part one and part two. So part one, how the underfold began. Oh, sure. Great. Well, the underfold began as, well, one thing you should know about me as well, and you probably do because, um, you know, this is a Twitter based podcast. Um, is that I'm a smart aleck, like most of us (laughs) on the internet. And um, I used to be the person that unlocked the church, uh, my my local church, and made coffee in the morning. And I would do coffee, regular coffee, decaf coffee, and then there was a carafe for hot water. And they all looked, you know, exactly the same because they're carafes. Um, And so I started putting up little signs, and um, I would put um, sassy things on them, like, I don't know why you're drinking decaf. It seems like a joke. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, because I had to label them because they all looked the same. Okay. Um, But I would go far enough as to label the the lemonade as well because I'm a jerk. (laughs) Everything else is labeled. Why not label the lemonade? So I would put things on there like the lemonade was like not pee, <laughs> things like that. Real classic Until stuff. Event- Oops, what? <laughs> no, real classic gag, the yeah, lemonade being pee. Real classy stuff right in the middle of the church foyer. And so eventually, as you could imagine, people stopped being okay with it. Uh, it was probably the safest way to say that. And they asked me to stop. And so I was like, mm, no. And um, (laughs) what I did was they were all folded index cards. And so what I started doing was I started drawing cartoons on the underside of the fold and just started calling it the underfold. And for whatever reason, I had always wanted to draw a cartoon. And one morning it was just like, this is what's happening. Um, (laughs) So I would draw cartoons on the underside of the fold for the four people that knew it it existed. Oh, so you're hiding it from the uh, authority figures. uh, That's right. It all started from a rebellious state. (laughs) Wow. And it just kind of grew from there. I think think eventually I started a Facebook group, uh, you know, started scanning in the ballpoint pen pictures that I had drawn. And then, you know, a little as as things do, you get a little bit uh, more difficult about it. And I started drawing them on the computer and started printing out templates. And then, yeah, it all uh, went, uh, depending on how you view my comics for a couple of years, uh, uphill or downhill. Right. OK. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that uh, this 10,000 hours somewhere. You got to get hour one in. So that's pretty cool. So you were scanning the original coffee cards in mm-hmm. as the original first the first ep- episode of the underfold yeah and it was all very insular i'm not really sure why i leave them um up i think i've had them a little bit hidden they were very you know inside jokes uh referring to people like within the church and because it was you know there were five people reading it so why not reference all of them it's it's been interesting that was um nine years ago oh wow and, um, almost a cool so, deck <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's been a long time. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, it's been through a couple iterations. I've started and stopped it along the way just as my whims have changed. And for a while, I, I stopped it altogether and started trying to draw a, a graphic novel version of it. You know, I was coming out with uh, individual comic books. And I realized that what I was doing was I was still being really inside jokey. Pretty much if you hadn't read seven years worth of material... Yeah. <laughs> 
um, then you weren't getting jokes. And I mean, who doesn't want to read that, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you really need to really need a deep. Come on, guys. You need like an underfold wiki. <laughs> Go back and, and get all the jokes. And I mean. To be fair, there have been fans that have stuck around since the beginning, and and they're always – well, actually, I believe we'll get to a question about it later, so I'll save it. But yeah, so um, so I had kind of – so I stopped that, and um, I tried my hand at doing a, a sci-fi graphic novel, which um, I was having a lot of fun doing, but at the same time, I burned myself out. Um, it was a, a lot more work than I – Wanted it to be uh, just with growing family and everything, and so I decided to stop it. and um, And so I wasn't doing anything for like a couple months. I, I won't even say that it was that long. And um, when my when my son was born, I was like, I have a great idea for a comic for when he comes. <laughs> and uh, that was the rebirth. That was the rebirth of the Underfold. As as of you know. As of 2016, in January, uh, I posted the first comic uh, a week before he was born. I had another great idea. And my my main idea was to avoid inside jokes as much as, as, much as possible. Okay, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I get it. You've been burned before by too many inside jokes. Well, I just, you know, I just, I, I realized it had been, it had been seven years, uh, eight years. <laughs> and, um, you know, my audience had not grown. And so I, I looked at, I looked at what a bunch of other people were doing, and I was like, okay, I realize that these are all funny to me, and I still want to make myself laugh. So let's make myself laugh, but don't require people seven years' worth of knowledge right. to, to really get the joke. Like, yeah. let's, let's be a little bit more general about things. Yeah, and a so, more accessible. Um, yeah, accessible. That's, that's accessible, relatable. Um, and so I started making comics about dad jokes and video games uh, and just kind of went from there and, um, I, you know, I, I work in an office, so naturally I had always gravitated towards Dilbert as my father had worked, my father had worked in corporate, a corporate office world. And so I just, so I started gravitating towards it comics as well. And so now the reinvention of the underfold is pretty much uh, family, uh, job, and then random stuff. <laughs> anything yeah. other? Anything other than that? Yeah, it's kind of like your life, right? Like uh, draw what you know. Draw like the Very everyday true. stuff, yep. right? Like you were saying, when your son is being born, that's when the great idea hit you. Those are the ones I think that really hit uh, those like strike of genius epiphany ideas, um, and you got to write it down right away and draw it, I guess, into a comic before it goes away from your memory forever so those well, are like, I, I find those are the best ones yeah and those, that was probably that's still probably one of my favorites i you know i i don't want to necessarily tamper with it because it was a it was a moment you know but you know i had it i had him i had him being born and uh the doctor hands me the baby and i hold it above my head like uh link with the triforce and uh it said like dad joke level up <laughs> ah, nice i get it because now extra dad your extra dad right more dad power dad level increase <laughs> exactly very good so i guess that's the part two the reinventing the underfold so that the, is, yeah. the son being born and that brings us to through the current iteration of today so that's like the family stuff the fun mm-hmm. job stuff the crossover stuff i think you did a crossover with uh, another twitter person uh, recently i thought that was pretty cool i did i have um I for a little while, and I, I still do it occasionally. Um, it's ac- it's actually one of my Patreon levels. Is that um, I was doing some uh, 
I was asking people if they would be okay with me turning their tweets into comics. I think I actually have one of yours that I wanted to ask about in the future. Ooh, but, um, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. But, um, yeah, hot take, hot news, spoilers. And um, But, yeah, I started uh, – there were a couple of comics that I just – that or a couple of tweets that I just thought were like, like, you know, these are just really funny and they would work perfectly as a visual gag too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, hey, would you – what would you think if I made a comic out of your tweet? And pretty much everybody has been like, that would be amazing. Please do that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'll had, leave uh, your Twitter handle on it. That, I love I love that. I you know, it's not my joke, so yes. please, you know, take all the credit for it. I just I just drew people around it. Proper um, attribution is key uh, for those jokes and for those tweets getting drawn into cartoons. There's a few different uh, people out there who do it. Uh, Twoodle mm-hmm. is a very good one. One of my faves uh, who draws people's tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, always with attribution, and he does a really great job. I think I've had mine drawn by like I draw your tweet guy. Uh, so mm. it was it was it was okay. But yeah, a lot of people do it, and uh, it sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't work out as well. So it's a fun challenge, I'm sure for you. It is. I, th- I, you know, I for a while I was only well, and I still do. I, I have one. I have one guy that's on a Patreon tier that, um, so I, I draw one of his tweets every month um, at the moment. And <laughs> Sweet so, tier. Yeah, it's it's pretty great, and he also is a. Um, it also comes with a starring role in the comic. So once a week, his character is actually in the comic. And so, or an avatar of him, I guess. So yeah, it's it's been pretty fun though. It, it's uh, it it leads to a lot of variation. It pushes me a little bit, but I always try and find ones that I think would work as a visual gag because I think there's so many jokes on Twitter that are funnier told non-visually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're word gags. Yeah. Um, Yes, well, sometimes Speak, they, especially yours. <laughs> they're yeah, very, they're very simple. A lot of my stuff uh, just can't be explained. <laughs> it's just a simple pun or just wordplay. But a lot of stuff you create your own visual, and it's sort of up to that person's mind's eye to create the scene in their mind. And sort of sometimes that's what makes it extra funny. Well, and some of my some of my funniest some of the funniest tweets that I, to me are the ones that like set up a really normal setting. And then flip it at the end. So you're picturing something and then you're like, oh, oh, okay. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> God, tweets. They're great. So um, I guess that brings us to today. And now you're all caught up, right? You got your Patreon crew. You got your uh, three times a week cartoons that are coming out. <laughs> cartoons. Yep. And your podcasts. So you're a busy, right. busy little dude. I try. I try, to keep, I try to keep busy. Yeah. Appearing on podcasts. Thank you very much. Woohoo, thank you. And you were on the BT-140. Shout out <laughs> to BT-140. Woo. All right, so now that everyone has a great idea of the history of the Underfold and yourself, we will get into your tweets. Awesome. So the first tweet that you have selected from at the Underfold on Twitter is a conversation between your wife, you, and the kids. So the wife's <laughs> wife says... Oh, you made bacon for the kids this morning. And you say, yes, the kids, they ate it all. The kids say, there's bacon? You say, no, you ate it, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Those kids, they didn't get the bacon, you ate the bacon. (laughs) It's just a classic funny dad, right? The dad's being a goof. He ate all the bacon, blame it on on the kids. That's right. And I'm assuming that really happened and you ate all the bacon. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is... 
based in real well, August seventeenth, two thousand sixteen. I nine forty four a.m. I think we know who ate all the bacon. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it if they don't make it there in time. I mean, I guess their little legs can only get to the kitchen so fast. Especially when you put up, you know, chairs and close the doors. Yeah, and by the time the smell of bacon got to their room, it was already eaten. Yeah, it was you. gone. I mean, you know, they can have waffles. <laughs> yeah, waffles, kids. <laughs> it's healthier, right? You don't want them having... It's a parenting decision to keep them away from that greasy food. I mean, really, I'm just saving them. Exactly. You're thinking of their arteries. That's right. Like, oh, I read an article in between mouthfuls of bacon. <laughs> that bacon was bad for you. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> saving your life. <laughs> saving you right now. Honey, we know you're going to need more bacon. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Please get more bacon while you're at the store. Yeah. It seems to magically disappear. Bacon on the list. All right. Well, there you go. First tweet from Brian. Second tweet. Uh, maybe you would like to read uh, the second tweet. <laughs> sure. Um, me entering hell. Hello, devil. We'll do the pun ishing around here. We both smile slow. I see what you did there, and we laugh. <laughs> just a classic. You and the devil, just best buds, <laughs> choking it up uh, for all eternity just in Hades. It up. <laughs> I guess that is what hell would be like. Just fun jokes. Just <laughs> ribald. It just sounds like a great place, really. I mean, you know. From what I've heard about it, I, there's different levels, but whatever level you're on there, that's a good one. The, le- the cir- circle of hell that is just puns. Sign me up. Yeah, it's the, the punishing level, I guess. So I guess being a, a church-fearing, uh, church-going individual, <laughs> you're uh, pretty interested in this uh, concept of hell and punishment? <laughs> Well, I saw a really funny joke. I think the the funny part to me is, um, yeah, just the idea of the juxtaposition of, you know, you're you're going into a place where everybody's everybody fears a whole lot, and then kind of just making light of it. I have gone on to make quite a few selling my soul to demons jokes, uh, okay. which uh, gets a gets a real good laugh. Your recurring uh, theme. At the church. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? The the church folk, this is the kind of stuff that, that really pushes their buttons. It's subject matter see, that they a, know. That's really the running gag is uh, is pushing the buttons of the churchgoers. Yeah, really I mean, it started with the coffee and then it escalated from there <laughs> to straight up chatting with the devil. That's <laughs> right. Hanging out. Just loving chilling life. chilling with the devil. Pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. And looks like you tweeted that in October, close to Halloween. You know, I think most of these may have been involved in contests. Okay, so you submit to a lot of contests. So a weird uh, little part of Twitter is like tweet calls, which we love to submit. You send in your tweets to different uh, people who are asking to see them. Uh, Sometimes it's a contest where they'll ask for a specific theme or they will put up a theme and say, you got to write a new tweet on this one. Uh, And then people will say, okay, and they'll write a tweet and then they'll send it into the contest and maybe they will win a trophy on the internet. A fake, 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 fake trophy. Really, it's not even anything. It just is. Uh, just <laughs> it feels so it's good. The though. idea of a trophy. I agree. Uh, and for everyone who's given me a trophy, thank you very much. I do not discredit it at all. It does feel great. Thank you, uh, Star and Tim Haynes, for being able to monetize what Twitter was not able to do. That's right. 
So uh, for everyone giving those trophies out, keep doing it. Keep doing it, guys. Give, give more. Give, give, give more to me. Yeah, but I really love those contests because <laughs> it does sometimes get you to to write outside of the out of your comfort zone or you know think of of something in a different way that you might not have right or uh, write a joke on a certain theme that maybe you wouldn't normally. So. Well, and two, I think both of well, so far both of these tweets, I wound up turning into comics later, actually. Oh, um, okay. Do you do that so, so that's, with uh, most of your, your like, or do you wait to see if it does good? <laughs> if it's a popular tweet, then it depends. It depends on how much I enjoy it. I don't know if you heard how much I was laughing at the bacon one. Right. Um, <laughs> there's some of them that I'm just, that I just crack up at. So I don't. I don't. There's a part of me that like doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's like this one's happening regardless. I don't, I don't care if it gets a lot of retweets or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, definitely, if one, if one of the tweets fits, you know, my same criteria for anybody else's tweets, you know, that it would just be a really funny visual gag along with the thing. Then I'm like, well, let's go there then, because that's what my aim is: is to create a webcomic. So um, it's been a pretty interesting testing ground. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting because some of them for sure would not work at all, and some of them would work and some of them you wouldn't even know until you do it that's right okay so we get to the third uh tweet from brian russell at the underfold and it is like this uh your wife says sometimes women like bad boys and then you say well i just replaced the real garlic in this recipe with powdered garlic and your wife fans herself <sighs> Ooh, she's getting hot and bothered because you replaced real garlic with powdered garlic. Bad boy. Bad boy style. <laughs> I bet that's just one of the many badass things you do. One of the many bad guy traits I have. Eating all the bacon. Mm, who ate it? Who cares? The kids ate it. <laughs> so, there were so uh, <laughs> many people that were like, you've gone too far. <laughs> but this one, the bad boys one, really caught a nerve. <laughs> There were there were quite a few comments of people that were like too far you can't you can't do that. I would <laughs> side with those people, um, but I do I do too. I just thought you know it's uh, I did it. This was actually based uh, relatively uh, on an exaggerated true story. I knew it. I knew you dropped that garlic. <laughs> I, it's okay if you're out of garlic, but if you have the garlic and you choose to use powdered garlic. The, you know, it's no forgiveness. I didn't want to. I didn't want to wash anything else. Oh, uh, I get it. It's a laziness. So we had like. So we have like the 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 gar- We have like a garlic press. Yep. Where I could have gotten a knife and sat there for twenty minutes trying to chop a very tiny piece of garlic, or I could just you know dump some powder into a thing. <laughs> a pinch of powder. <laughs> Same great taste, right? Sort of. Yeah, it's it's close. It's close. It's close. Probably not as good for you, but details what's done is done brian and let that be a lesson to the listeners women like bad boys that's right that's the main lesson (laughs) well thank you very much for submitting those tweets always lovely to get people sending in their tweets uh everyone go follow brian at the underfold for more jokes like this that might turn into comics one day now we get to your picks from other folks, other people on Twitter that you should follow, such as your first pick, Ginger Hot Dish at Ginger Hot Dish on Twitter, and her tweet that you have selected goes like this: Goes into liquor store, buys eight bottles of wine, 
The store clerk says, having a party? Uh, nope. Uh, have a nice weekend. See you tomorrow. <laughs> so, in case you couldn't understand, there was a prolonged silence between the store clerk and the person buying eight bottles of wine. And the store clerk says, have a nice weekend. And then the person buying the wine says, see you tomorrow. Classic joke from Ginger Hot Dish. She loves that <laughs> wine. I'm not trying to promote alcoholism, but that one just caught me off guard and I've never forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, I have it literally bookmarked in a favorites folder because it cracks me up. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for for these kind of tweets. These <laughs> ones that make you laugh out loud in real life affect you on an emotional level where you'll always remember <laughs> reading it and every time you read it you get that same little spark of enjoyment so good. thank you uh ginger hot dish for laying that out for us uh eight bottles of wine why not and wine not <laughs> wine not <laughs> sorry yes I'm sorry. i'll cut that I out know you try, i know you have a higher level of uh comedy here so i'll, I'll keep uh, it i can cut i got that <laughs> out that no problem. <laughs> yeah we'll just snip that out no problem um <laughs> from friend of the show will penjamin at upside down trash on twitter um do you have this one in front of you maybe you could read it i do sure okay, okay. or we could role play i'll be one character and you can be the other one i will be the wife okay ready it's either me or the he has a name. Or the goose. Say it. Say his name. Why won't you love Tom Honks? Ah, <laughs> uh, classic Will tweet. And it was very nice of you to correct the typo in the tweet uh, that a lot of people gloss, glaze over, but he has name. <laughs> Probably oh, my right. favorite. Uh, it's like huge tweet, so popular. And everyone just overlooks that typo. And I'm glad that they do because I think it's a hilarious tweet and I'm glad that the typo stayed. <laughs> it's so this is, funny. This is one of the ones that I made into a comic. I, uh, yes. I love this one so much. Well, I'll have to include a link to that as well in the show notes <laughs> because everyone knows Will's one of the best. Uh, so everyone should be yeah. following at Upside Down Trash for great tweets like this, Hotel California tweets, and <laughs> check out his episode <laughs> of the podcast too. It's a very fun one. Uh, Tom Honks, a classic tweet. Instant classic. Okay, so the next tweet we got here, the third and final tweet that you have selected from literally hundreds of tweets possible, is from our pal Boog at Boog Tweets. And it is a conversation between him and his dad. And his dad says, What is taking him so long to get me that crowbar? And then it's him applying for a liquor license. Yes, I'm serious. It's just for crows. <laughs> Boog, you rascal. There's a lot of different ways to interpret crowbar. Oh, man. See? You can make a pun so even good. when there isn't one. <laughs> so good. So good. Shout out to Boog. Everyone follow him uh, for a frog in good time. Quality tweets just like that every day. Great. Um, so why did you, why'd you pick this one? This is another one where it uh, affected you on an emotional level? <laughs> I... It's, it's one of those ones where I like I read it and I was like, what? And I came back and I was like, uh, oh, no. Oh, oh, that's a good, that's a good got one. Got me again. Yeah, I, those ones where you have to go back to really the punchline will hit you extra hard. I find that when I have to think about a pun, um, 
the hardest is when I love it the most. When I like by the end of it, like you need to hate yourself for laughing at it is is that's that's the epitome of puns. Yeah, that's a common uh, that's a common theme. I think I've discussed that before. A lot of people feel the need to groan or they feel physical pain. <laughs> they feel ill when they see a pun like that. But uh, I for it's like one, when I get to that point, though, I laugh the hardest because I love it. So like I love that I got there. Yeah, I guess that's true. Part of the battle is getting it. <laughs> There used to be a, a webcomic that I followed for a long time. It was called Octopuns, and um, they would draw these really um, horrendous-looking uh, octopuses. And I don't even think they had the right amount of arms. Um, but uh, there was just something about it where, like, every single one was, like, the most obscure visual pun. And it was so hard to understand, like, what was happening. And it was always, And it was always that same, like... It was kind of like you had to be Sherlock Holmes, and then by the time you figure out like what's happening, you're just like, oh no, oh, I don't, oh, okay. Uh, like it was not worth my five minutes thinking about this. Uh, I would oh. recommend that comic so many times to people. It's been so many years. Octopuns, octopuns, it still exists. Hmm. Everyone, go check it out. Octopuns. I wonder if it's still up. See if you can. Yeah, let's let's see if it's still up. Then we can send people to the link. It sure is still up. Octopuns.blogspot.com. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Last updated in 2014. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those are some cute octopus, octopi. These are, these are much better than when I used to read it. <laughs> <laughs> really cool, cool stuff. So shout out to Octopuns. Sorry that they gave up or moved on to whatever they <laughs> did. But still the old stuff's out there. Go check it out. All right. Uh, and so. now... We get two questions from Twitter. And the first question comes in from friend of the show, Abby Cohen at Abby Cohen WL on Twitter. And Abby asks, do you pronounce envelope like envelope or envelope? And what is wrong with people who pronounce it the other way? (laughs) Uh, Well, I have to admit that I pronounce them, uh, I pronounce envelope differently depending on whether I'm using it as a noun or a verb. Um, I believe that things are enveloped in something, mm-hmm. but I believe if you were to grab an envelope, it would be envelope. So I would go both ways, actually. And um, I think anybody that says any differently is a monster. Okay, monster, right. But it's the different word, right? Like envelope. An envelope. They're, they're it's true, but they are spelled exactly the same. Hmm. 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 <laughs> they're technically the same word. Okay. It's used differently. I think um, if you were to be like, if you were to say something along the lines of like, oh, that enveloped him, I'd be like, ew, what? Why would you say it like that? Like, I would, I feel like I would probably be offended by it. Okay. Right. <laughs> but envelop, like, there's no E. <laughs> you know? Um, it's true. But that's okay. Like, enveloped. <laughs> or enveloped. <laughs> this We're question is digging us into a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> envelope. I, I, I wonder if I do say envelope every now and then. I think I do. I think I used to say envelope. Uh, I don't know. I say envelope. So I'm that's... not going to lie. If I'm talking to someone from Britain or Canada, I will occasionally add in a U to words like color. You know just what? Just because it feels awkward that. not to. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. 
Good one. <laughs> uh, last episode, Kellen uh, kept translating the Canadian things I was saying in for the American audience. So uh, there is some a little bit of translation required. Yeah, and you is a big thing, right? Like my favorite, not favorite. That's right. We love those yous. Got to add it in there. Well, there you go, Abby. Thank you very much for submitting a question. And the next question comes from the obscure gent himself, Lord Goomba at Obscure Gent on Twitter. Okay, here we go. Where's the guy with the bag on his head and bring back the tentacle arms? So this is some inside, deep canon, <laughs> underfold, inside knowledge question, right? It's true. For years, um, as I mentioned, I had um, you know seven years worth of inside jokes going on in my in my webcomic, and at so I originally had a character who I'm still fairly a lazy artist when I when I want to be, um, but I used to be really lazy and I didn't want to draw my friend's face because I felt like I might make him look dumb, <laughs> and um, so instead I just made a running gag that he was always wearing a bag on his head. To avoid looking dumb. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so for whatever reason, the bag had facial features because you know it's funny. <laughs> and then at some point, to enhance my laziness, I got really tired of drawing hands. And uh, for my birthday that year, I decided that I was not going to draw hands anymore. Everyone had tentacles, and I made a comic <laughs> about it. How everybody just suddenly had tentacles, and <laughs> and all of a sudden, that's canon. And that was canon, and that went on for uh, a few years, actually. Wow. That went on until I ended it for a while. Wow, that is nuts. So how is tentacle arms easier to draw than hands? Because uh, it's just kind of a a, a loose cone, uh, you know, like a noodly cone. Noodly cone with a bunch of circles? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what I went with. Yeah, I guess, that's, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> it's a lot easier than hands. Yeah. Well, I love that. I I respect that dedication to laziness where you just are just like, it's like this now. <laughs> Forget you. I felt like as long as I made it like a point in the comic, uh, you, that was another thing as I was very um, self-aware and the comics were self-aware. Right. You know, there are so many mentions of fourth wall breaking that I don't think the fourth wall existed anymore. And it was just kind of a weird uh, surrealist situation going on breaking the fourth panel yeah definitely <laughs> cool uh and so bag on the head guy was your friend tentacle arms was just pure <laughs> laziness yep. or or a stroke of genius think about how many hours you're saved by just drawing tentacle arms instead of hands right well and the thing is is because i uh was continued to be insular and uh you know self <laughs> self-referential um, I eventually tried to come up with a backstory for why they wound up with tentacle arms, and it was like completely, you know, you know, you sometimes you just make overly complicated things for things that don't need overcomplication at all. Yeah. So what well, was that's, the? That's what I did. What was the Coles Notes version on tentacle arm land? Oh, they um, well, they they eventually found a time machine at one point, and um, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> they just found one, and it was a phone booth because that's the best kind of time machine. Okay, it's not a TARDIS, right? It's just a it time a machine. It was that a Bill looks, and Ted style. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what uh, I'm American about. phone booth. <laughs> American style time machine in a phone booth. Not some fancy dancy British TARDIS. That's right. Okay. And then it. I guess technically they were kind of the same deal. Very similar. It was like an American TARDIS. And yeah. they, you know, George Carlin, I guess, was a Time Lord. I mean, I guess. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Mm. Stole a lot from that, I think. <laughs> mm, indeed. So, time machine was involved, and then all of a sudden, so they went back in time. Or there's went? a there's a time machine, and they um, left some nuclear waste somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and some octopuses or something like that, like buried them <laughs> near the house. And right. you know, that was my that was my all the usual suspects to uh, <laughs> worldwide tentacle arms. You got your time machine. Right. You got your octopi. You got your nuclear waste. The triumvirate of uh, tentacle arms i mean that's that's all there is to it right i mean that's what you need that's the long and the short of it of the tentacle arms so thank you very much lord goomba at obscure gent definitely go check out his comic as well uh brian i don't know if you know more about it if you want to plug them yeah the obscure gents uh they've been webcomic friends for a really long time uh, probably since about the time that we both started um so we've been hanging out online together for a long time uh, great comic, and yeah. uh, their their artist Aaron is amazing. Yeah, very, very cool. Good. It's like uh, realistic, like sort of lifelike stuff. Um, the obscure gentleman comic. You should Google it and check it out. And go ahead and follow Lord Goomba at Obscure Gent on Twitter. And yes, Aaron, good artist there. Yes, definitely. Very cool. All right. So the next question, we keep this podcast train a rolling, comes from Daryl Troxell at Raydred on twitter he asks does brian own a motorized scooter if so please demonstrate how it sounds in fact if brian does not have a scooter how would it sound (laughs) so he's covering all his bases he really wants to hear you make the scooter noise just want to hear scooter noise um i do not own a scooter um i have too many kids for a scooter and i'm in florida so it rains all the time uh so scooters just seems like a bad idea um, I guess if I had one, uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Like, <laughs> what does scooter sound like? Are there just like, <laughs> that's a terrible, <laughs> that doesn't let scooters sound like, you know, this is an imaginary mm. scooter, right? I know, I know, but I'm, you know, you gotta be realistic here. These people want this. I mean, clearly he sent in this question on purpose. It's I feel like you, my Darryl. scooter would probably <laughs> sound like some really high pitched whine, like, like that okay. it'd be really annoying and it'd be like why why did you get that scooter <laughs> yeah something's wrong with your scooter please like, stop no i asked for this one jeez, like, oh, <laughs> special order uh, well okay so pretty high-pitched uh whine <laughs> of a scooter my scooter sound in case you're wondering daryl would be like this Because like almost out of gas all the time. That's a good. That's a good scooter noise. It's a scooter almost out of gas. Also, I feel I feel a little ashamed. <laughs> well, you asked for the high pitched whiny one, so it's true. It's no true. one to blame but yourself, my man. <laughs> well, there you go, Daryl. Thank you for sending the question. Also, and finally, from Paul Graves at Gun Graves, he asks. Has Brian ever considered that his life is being drawn out by a cartoon, Brian, in an odd twist of reality? <laughs> I feel like if there was a cartoon Brian drawing me out, then uh, life would be a lot less detailed. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, and everyone would probably have tentacle arms. At yeah, least I mean, for he would have gotten it. lazy by now. This has been a long time going. Yeah, at least for some of it. <laughs> at least for like your childhood years when you're just getting started. That's right. <laughs> so you don't believe that you're actually being drawn out by a cartoon Brian in an odd twist. I don't, of I don't think so. If, if I am, he is a much better artist than I am. Very photorealistic. <laughs> That's right. Great. So 
I think you did it. You answered all <laughs> of the questions. Thank you to everyone who has submitted a question at FOTS Pod for future guests. Send them in some questions. It's fun. We're doing it. All right. So I guess we begin the slow wind down uh, of the end of the podcast. Uh, and I think while my notes here say talk about all the stuff you're doing but we already talked a lot about that so is there anything else that you would like to discuss in this final moments of the podcast oh man ah uh, no putting you on the spot here it's i know a uh, live boy. show producers pointing and yelling <laughs> he's like stretch stretch yeah. it out so um yeah if um if anybody wants um a hand-drawn uh, avatar um, in my cartoonish style, uh, you can actually see a couple of them online. Then uh, there's a there's a Patreon tier for that. And I'm just saying, you know, there's a sponsor page with your Twitter listed. It might be something that you'd be interested in. You hear and, that, uh, Twitter people? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Twitter people? That's the demo of this podcast, and that's the demo <laughs> Brian is trying to reach people who need a new cartoony AVI for their Twitter handle or for whatever else you need for your LinkedIn even. Yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah, that's what my LinkedIn is. That'd I don't, be know, very what, I don't know why you would do anything different. <laughs> be very surprising when the people think that they're hiring a cartoon and a real human shows up to the interview. <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. Hi, Jinx and Sue. All right, well, do you want to do any shout-outs to your fam and the crew or uh, anything else? Sure, uh, definitely a, a shout-out to Awful Good Crew, uh, all of them, all of them there doing their thing. Uh Shout out to, if you are into uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcasts, check out World Walkers on iTunes. They're great as well. Yeah, definitely. We've already uh, done a shout out to them, but um, Obscure Gent for kind of getting me uh, into the uh, the uh, sweet Favstar lifestyle. Ah, that's how you got in? And now oh, yeah. You, now you're in it. You're giving out trophies. You're getting trophies. You're participating yeah. in contests. You're holding your own contests. I try. I try sometimes. It's very hard to keep track of. <laughs> it is, and sometimes it gets crazy busy. A lot of people send in this stuff, and it's hard to keep up, especially if you have to produce three comics a week <laughs> on time, or the you know the people will revolt. The pa- it's a lot of fun, though. The Patreon backers. It is fun, and I'm glad that you keep do- kept doing it even after your little hiatus, uh, and I hope that you keep doing it into the future, and maybe people will somehow get other types of arms uh, for years in the future. <laughs> we'll see. Like, oh, every few years he changes what the arms are. Ooh, cool. Like, that's his thing. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we'll see some sort of fancy uh, futuristic robot arms in the future for everybody that'd be fun um that would be fun it should be a patreon goal like if i raise a certain amount of money like they all everybody <laughs> you get gets to choose. tentacles and robot oh, arms you would get to choose what kind of arms <laughs> oh that could be hard could be could be harder could be easier we don't know <laughs> you never know Great. Well, I think that basically brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank Brian Russell for joining us. Everyone follow him at The Underfold on Twitter. Thank you very much for having me. Now I will play the music and we will say our goodbyes. So thank you, Brian. Thank you. And I'll see you on the internet. Take it easy. Catch you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Brian. If you did, we'd love to hear from you. 
Send us a message at FOTSPod on Twitter. And be sure to ask a question for a future guest. Now, also go on ahead and follow at Skinner Steven because that would just be darn right nice. And also visit StephenWSkinner.com for all the old episodes and subscribe and get a new episode via the magic of technology every Monday. Thank you to Ruby Coast for providing the music. And thank you so very much for listening all the way to the end of the show, which this is. This is Stephen W. Skinner saying, have a great one.